Welcome back, everyone, to uh, Latin 1. Uh, we are uh, looking at Unit 12 of uh, John F. Collins's A Primer of Ecclesiastical Latin, starting on page 94 of our book. Uh, the first thing that we're going to be introducing is the auxiliary verb possum. Hello, possums. Uh, um, possum, uh, uh, to be able... Uh, and uh, if you look at it, you think, oh, wait a minute, sum. Oh, wait a minute. This is the verb sum attached to um, uh, pot, which is related to potentia, you know, power, the ability to do something, right? And uh, about that pot, when it's before a consonant, kind of the... Uh, um, uh, the uh, the T sort of assimilates into an S, and so we get possum. And the tenses, it declines or uh, conjugates very much as we would with sum, just put pos in front of it. So you get, um, or pot, so you get possum, potes, potest, possumus, potestis, possunt, which is, you know, because with sum we would have had sum, s, s, uh, est, Sumus, estis, and sunt, right? And the same thing with the imperfect tense. Um, we would follow exactly what we do with sum. So where you have eram, here you get poteram. We have eras, you'd have poteras. Erat, you'd have poterat, right? So, um, and this is a, a very a useful verb, obviously, because... Um, you know, to be able to do something. And then, so you use this verb, uh, conjugated, and then you'd use an infinitive with it. Just as in English, we would use can or able, and then we would use an infinitive. I am able to walk, right? Um, I can walk. All right. Um, another use of the infinitive uh, is what Collins calls a complementary infinitive. Um, uh, it can be used to complete uh, the verb, and this is what uh, what we were just talking about. So, dominum laudare possumus. We are able, what are we able to, to do? To praise dominum, the Lord. Um can also use the infinitive as a as an object, the objective infinitive. So uh, we have pueri shiunt orare, and we do this in English too. The boys know how to pray. All right. Um, the perfect passive system. Um, these are three. These are compound uh, tenses. In all four conjugations, so this is with some of these more complicated and you know more advanced uh, tenses that we have here. Uh, the nice thing is they generally will follow uh, uh, the same pattern with all four conjugations. So if you learn the rule, you learn it. Uh, in all four conjugations, the fourth principal part, right, the one that ends in us, usually, um, it's really a us a um because it you might think of it as being uh, like an adjective. And so it's got a, the gender in there. Um, uh, so these, these, uh, these um, in all four conjugations, that fourth, fourth principal part, the perfect passive participle, is a source of 
these indicative tenses, uh, the perfect passive, the pluperfect passive, and the future perfect passive. And they're formed by using uh, sum. And because they're, you know, uh, participle always agrees with the subject, uh, whether expressed or implied, okay, uh, in gender, number, and case. So since the subject is always the nominative, we're always going to be an us, a, um, uh, e, a, a, right, um, uh, as, the, uh, as the endings. Um, so let's, uh, let's look at a, an example of this with the perfect indicative passive in all four conjugations. Again, the same thing, using the word sum. Now, sum we always think of, you know, perhaps as a, as a present tense of the verb to be. Um, but here in this context, because it's combined with that, uh, with that uh, participle, the, um, the perfect participle, uh, it is really a past tense, even though the verb sum is in the present. So if we look at our sample verb, and again, this is across all four conjugations, so we can use anyone we want, but here we'll use, um, we'll use moneo, monere, monui, monitus, to warn or to advise. Um, the singular uh, is uh, monitus aum sum. I uh, was or have been warned. In the plural, we moniti or monite or monita sumus. Uh, we um, were or have been warned. Uh, and if you uh, are uh, using the, uh, if you're using uh, um, the second person, right, you have monitus aum s. In the plural would be moniti, or a, or a, estis. Um, and for the third person, monitus, monita, monitum est, he, she, or it was or has been warned. And monitus. T a moniti monite monita sunt. They were or have been warned. All right. Um, be careful not to confuse the present passive and the perfect passive. Okay. The present passive moneor, I am warned, and monitus sum, I was warned. Okay. And the 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 perfect tense. Um, hui huisti may be substituted for sum s and s with no difference in meaning. So you could say monitus sum, which is usual, but you could also say monitus hui, and the same meaning. Okay, I suppose because the imper the the uh, the perfect is is a clearly a past tense. This might emphasize the pastness of what has happened, uh, but it really doesn't change the meaning at all. Okay, um, and uh, again, because Latin word order is very flexible, you can occasionally, it's a little weird, but you can uh, put the verb before the participle. So you could say sum monitus, which means the same thing as monitus sum. Okay, an example of where we find this construction in our uh, liturgy, think about the creed, right? What do we get? Um, when, when we're, we're told that crucifixus etiam pro nobis, sub Pilato, right? 
uh, he's crucified for, uh, 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 for us under Pontius Pilate. And then we get what? Passus et sepultus est. He suffered and was buried. Right? The est is by itself would be a present tense of the verb sum, but here it forms this, uh, this uh, perfect indicative passive. Passus et sepultus est. All right. Um, uses of the perfect passive participle. Um, it's essentially an adjective, right? We've talked about that. Uh, and that's why it, it, it uh, looks like ones we've already learned, you know, uh, sanctus, beatus, benedictus, electus, contritus. Um, and uh, uh, you can use it just like an adjective, right? So, ladamus glorificatum deum, we praise the glorified God, or as a substantive. Shimus adiutos a Petro. We know the ones having been helped by Peter. <laughs> okay? The ones helped by Peter, adiutos. Right? Um, and we can use it as the equivalent of an adverbial clause. So, puer ad diacono monitus ecclesiam intravit. The boy, having been warned by the deacon, Latin loves to do this. It's really awkward English. Oh man, your editor, if you're, if you're, you know, trying to clean up your article, make your your clear uh, uh, Hemingway-like uh, English will want to get rid of all this stuff. But Latin just loves this stuff. Um, so you know, puer ad monitus, having been warned by the deacon, you know, ecclesiam intravit. All right. And uh, um, note that after the basic translation, having been whatever, um, you may try various different translations depending on the context. You know, it's, it's very flexible in Latin. All right. Let's look at our vocabulary. Here's another verb. In this, clamo, clamare, clamave, clamatus, to cry out. Right? We get our word clamor. Uh, we also get exclaim or acclaim or claim for that matter. Um, uh, and, uh, um, and so again, as with so many Latin, uh, verbs, you add a preposition to it and you get a completely different verb that kind of emphasizes things. So where cry out, shout, call upon, you can sort of, you can get those different shades of meaning with acclamo, acclamare, acclamavi, acclamatus, or exclamo exclamare, exclamaviam, exclamatus. And again, we have a claim and exclaim in English as well. Here's one. Uh, guberno, gubernare, gubernavi, gubernatus, to govern. And we get, you know, we talk about the gubernatorial election, you know, <laughs> or whatever, if you've got an election for governor in your state, right? Um, uh, debeo, debere, debui, debitus. This is to owe. But it also, if you combine it with an infinitive, it means ought. And ought in a very strong sense. It's not like, yeah, you know, you sort of ought to do something. It's really, you ought to do this, you know, because it's morally imperative. Debeo, debere, debui, debitus. And obviously we get our word debt, and for that matter, debenture, actually by way of 
the uh, the um, uh, the passive here, you know, that which is owed. Um, uh, all right. Valeo valere valui. There is no valus. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, here. Uh, this is to be well, to be strong, to be able. Um, we get our word valor is related to this. Valid. Uh, and for that matter, you put a preposition in front of you, and you get avail or prevail, right? We also get valedictorian from this. Because what is the valedictorian? It's the person who says, be well. Really? Yes. Be well, be strong. It's the, because how do you say, one way of saying farewell, again, in Latin, farewell is good English, and it's old English, fair to do, and well. So uh, if you're saying vale, you're saying goodbye. Vale would be, would be the, the imperative of this verb. Uh, we haven't learned imperatives yet, but vale and would be singular imperative, and uh, valete would be uh, the second person uh, plural imperative. So if you're saying farewell to one person, you say vale, and if you're saying farewell to many people, you say valete. Um, so the valedictorian is the person who says farewell on behalf of the class. Hey, okay. Isn't this fun? All right. Videor, videri. Here we don't have a third principal part. And then we have visus sum. This is to be seen. All right. It's a, obviously a passive in its sense here, right? And, and so if we add an infinitive to it, we get the sense of seem, like seem. Uh, he seemed um, to shine. <laughs> or, you know, uh, he seemed, uh, the, 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 uh, the room seemed to shimmer, you know, whatever, you know, as I'm feeling faint, you know, whatever. Okay, so we do that in English, too, with the infinitive, right? Desino, desinere, desii, desitus, to cease, all right? And we get our word desist from this, right? Um, and you can put that with an infinitive, uh, again, to cease, all right? Um, and here's a verb that comes up a lot, okay? Mito, mitere, misi, misus. Um, this is uh, uh, to send or to cast away. We get our word like um, missile, um, uh, dismiss for that matter, permissive. Uh, we also get a word mass from this. Remember, we've already learned as a noun, misa, and that is because the mass at the end concludes with the deacon, or if there's no deacon, the priest says it, says, ite, misa est, go, this is, you know, the, uh, uh, you are dismissed, right? Misa est, um, the congregation is dismissed. Um, but the point is, we're sent on mission. That's another word from this. We become Christ to the world. Go, get out of here. You know, that's the whole point of the Mass is not that we stay there. It's like being on 
the the mountain of transfiguration and Peter, because what he does whenever he doesn't know what to say, he just babbles. Um, I get Peter. I like Peter. <laughs> but, but, you know, he just babbles. But what does he say? Oh, good. It's good for us to be here. Let's build three tents. You know, like we're going to stay here. But you can't stay on the mountain. You have to go back down. And the same way mass, when the deacon or the priest says, go, ite misa est, um, you are Christ to the world now. You take Christ to the world as you leave. So um, all these forms, misus, you know, uh, you know mission, uh, come from this. And like so many other Latin uh, verbs, you chuck a preposition in front of it, you get a slightly different sense. So dimito, dimitere, dimisi, dimisus, to send away, uh, to release, to forgive. So we get dismiss from that, obviously. Um, um, permito, permitere, or permitere, sorry, permisi, permisus, to allow, to permit, obviously. And submito, submitere, submisi, submisus, to lower, to suborn, uh, you know, submit, kind of underneath, right? Also to bribe, because how do you hand, you hand the bribe under the table so nobody can see it, right? Uh, so that is your, um, and our word submission comes from this in the sense of, you know, uh, I'm, I, I submit my, my brief in the case, or I, you know, let me submit my, uh, my argument for something, right? Um, relinquo, relinquere, relin, reliqui, relictus, to leave behind or to abandon. We get our word relic and relinquish, obviously, from this. We also get relict. Uh, that's kind of an older English word. You know, if you talk about Lady Smith, the relict of, John, of Sir John Smith, meaning Sir John Smith's widow, right? Uh, so she was what was left after, after Sir John died. Uh, anyway. Um, rego, uh, we've, we've already got that, the to rule, right? But you can, like so many Latin verbs, you chuck a preposition in front of it, you get surgo, surgere, surexi, surectus, to rise up. We got our word surge <laughs> from this. Uh, uh, insurgo, go insurgere, insurexi, insurrectus, to rise up. So we get our word insurrection from that, right? The population is rising up. Um, resurgo, resurgere, resurrexi, resurrectus, to rise up again. So we're kind of doubling up here. We're doing re and sur um, uh, into this. And so uh, we get our word uh, resurrection, resurrect, right? To rise up again. Um, vivo, vivere, vixi, victus, to live. Um, and uh, uh, this is obviously related to viva, life, or, um, that we've had before. And vivus, viva, vivum, the adjective to be alive, right? Something that is living. Capio, other forms of capio. Again, chuck more uh, prepositions in front of verbs and you get more verbs. So concipio, concipere, concepi, conceptus, to conceive. Um, and uh, so obviously concept, conception, all those are 
derived from this. Excipio, excipere, excepi, exceptus, to welcome, to accept, if you will, except it's spelled with an E-X. Um, uh, and uh, uh, incipio, incipere, incepi, inceptus, to begin. So we talk about the uh, um, uh, inception of something, right? The beginning. Uh, in principio uh, is uh, kind of makes it, uh, you know, is is like in the first place, right? Um, so it's uh, uh, a similar sort of of form here with prey. That would be with prey, and this is with in. Um, we've talked about possum posse potui. That's uh, to be able or can. Incidentally, when you see a verb, and we've talked about this a little bit, but when you see a verb and you, we're accustomed to having four principal parts and sometimes there's a dash, that means that doesn't exist. There are other ways of saying it. Uh, um, uh, to, uh, uh, to get that sense. Uh, or maybe the verb just doesn't have that sense at all. Okay. All right. Adjectives. Get away from the verbs. Um, collecta collecte is a... Uh, collection. It's also a collect. Collect is the prayer, the formal prayer uh, um, at the beginning of Mass, at the end of Mass. It's a formal liturgical prayer. It's called the collect because the presider at Mass would be a priest, but you know, perhaps in a in a uh, in another liturgical setting, it might be a deacon or even a layperson for that matter is collecting all the prayers of the people together and then issues a formal prayer, okay? And so it usually begins in Latin with oremus, let us pray. And then there's a pause, and then we open the prayer. So we're collecting all the prayers together. I'm gonna teach you something that I learned that I think is really very helpful. If you are ever called upon to pray in public so that you don't panic, and of course, those of us who are in holy orders are called upon to pray all the time on a sh you know incredibly short uh, notice. And it's easy, so easy. <laughs> I speak from personal experience. It is so easy to babble. Um, and if you know the collect form, you'll be able to make these up on the spur of the moment. It'll sound like it came out of a book. All right, what is the collect form? The collect form has four parts. You, who, do, through. Okay, you, referencing some aspect or God by some title, uh, perhaps Almighty God or something like that, right? Um, who, you call attention to something God has done in the past. Um, do, what do we want God to do for us? What is the, our specific request in the prayer? And through, through Christ our Lord. Um, and if you have those four down, you who do through, you can make up a prayer on the fly. Like, you know, Almighty God, that's the you, uh, who led the people of Israel out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. <laughs> that's the do. Or that's the the that's the who, uh, and then now we get the do. 
grant that we may overcome sin by faithfully following your word. And then we conclude with through. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And there you go. You got a collect and you made it up and it sounds like it came out of a book. Um, anyway, so that's that word collect. There, I will step aside from that divigation. All right, here's the name. Eva, Eve, Eve. Obviously feminine because Eve is a woman. Um, mensa, mense is a table. And by uh, association, it also can mean a banquet. You know, um, uh, we would do that in English too. We would talk about somebody who's at table, you know, uh, for example, is, is, is at dinner. Um, what are, what's an example, you know, an English word that actually is laundered through uh, Spanish, mesa, you know, those flat-topped hills in, in Arizona and New Mexico and all that, uh, they're tables, <laughs> okay? Um, Certus, certa certum, is to be fixed or sure, certain, right? And we say certain in English. Uh, if you look at, if you know, you know, like older modern English, you might, you know, like in Shakespeare, you might come across certes, uh, you know, which is another form of this, right? Um, maximus, maxima maximum, the greatest or very great, right? We get maximum out of this. Optimus, optima, optimum, the best or very good. And again, we get optimum, optimal, all that. All right. Here's a Hebrew word, amen, <laughs> which uh, is undeclined as an adjective. As an adverb, it can mean true or truly. And so, uh, you know, our Lord Jesus preached in Aramaic, probably mostly, although he probably knew Greek, you know, it would have been known Greek as well, because that was the common language uh, in uh, the region, especially among, uh, uh, with, you know, the interaction with Gentiles. Um, and, uh, but uh, 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 he generally would have been preaching to Jewish crowds and would have preached in Aramaic, which is a, 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 um, a related language to Hebrew. And anyway, one of his phrases that comes up a lot, and so it's obviously authentic. I mean, the people who had heard him preach, you know, would have written it down. And so we get it laundered into Latin, untranslated. Amen, amum, amen, dico vobis. Truly, truly, I say to you. Yeah. You know, amen, amen, I say to you. Okay. In Hebrew and in Aramaic, uh, doubling up something is a way of emphasizing it. Uh, so, for example, in uh, the Garden of Eden, when God is telling them not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he says, literally, he says, uh, "Dying, you shall die the death," <laughs> which is a very good Hebrew way of saying uh, you will certainly die. Okay, uh, so Amen. Um, uh, you know, comes into Latin undeclined on its own, straight out of the Hebrew. All right. Antiquam, before. Okay. Ante, you know, before, like in poker, what is your ante? Is you're placing your bet before you actually see your cards. Uh, okay. Um, atque, or ak. This is another way of saying and or also. Okay. So, ak, 
atque and also, okay? Um, so it's really in a list. So if you're talking about like Peter, James, and John went up to the mountain, you might say Petrus, Jacobus, atque Johannes. You know, um, and that that would be a way of saying that we've got this list and also this person, not just listing, you know, make, being very specific about it. Igitur, this is a conjunction therefore or then. And this is usually, this is a post-positive conjunction. So um, you'll notice how do we, how does the Roman canon, Eucharistic prayer one, uh, begins, te igitur clementissime pater. Right. Uh, therefore, we come to you, therefore, most merciful Father. Okay. Nimis is an adverb meaning uh, much or also too, in the sense of like, you know, um, uh, uh, like, um, uh, uh, also, right? Um, postquam, after. So just so it antequam, which is related to ante, we have here postquam, after quam. So, uh, so uh, that quam is that, right? Remember, we, we talked about the, uh, uh, those uh, in, in, uh, um, in, I think it was in unit 10, wasn't it? We, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the relative pronoun, uh, you know, who, what, which, right? So here we have uh, after which, and just as antiquam is before which, okay. Quidam, quedam, quidam is an indefinite pronoun, a certain one, a certain thing, obviously masculine, feminine, and neuter. Quidam, quedam, quodam, a certain thing, right? And that's just because we're dealing with a different um, case there. Tamen is an adverb meaning nevertheless. All right. I think we have gone through all of our um, uh, uh, of our um, vocabulary notes. Well, except uh, atque is used before vowels and consequences, ak before consonants only. Um, and atque or ak is used sparingly to indicate uh, that uh, that which the listener could not anticipate from the context. Um, all right. Okay, good, very good. Uh, we'll do our drills. Um, and again, I always recommend that you do more than just the minimum. And then with the exercises, I would say do all of them, but we'll kind of do what we've done in the past. We'll kind of look at ones that perhaps that are, look more interesting, but then also kind of go, you know, probably do half of them just to give you an idea uh, of uh, the right answers. Okay. Uh, and then next week, we will be moving on to Unit 13, which is the last class of our Latin 1. Now, obviously, you can, I would strongly encourage you can go and continue with Latin 2. Uh, we've got all this up on our SoundCloud. Dr. James May has been teaching Latin 2. He'll be teaching Latin 3. Uh, continue on to the end of the book. Um, 
So even though he's been conducting these courses at the same time I've been conducting these uh, units, um, uh, you know, he, I know that he would be uh, he would be willing to respond to any questions you might have by email if you have some. But then I, I also you know, and, and I would be happy to respond as well. And you can continue on after we're done with Unit Thirteen. Uh, you can just go back and pick up Unit Fourteen, uh, which is the beginning of Latin Two. All right. Very good. God bless you. Um, and uh, uh, I will talk to you next time.